my podcast, Esteemed Women. It used to be called Silence, then became Innovation. And finally, women are now more empowered than ever to use their voices to express what it's really like to strive and thrive in what tends to be a very imbalanced and unequal world. I'm sure it hasn't been easy, but these women have achieved and accomplished. They're truly esteemed women who have chosen careers in science, technology, and innovation. They're typically go-getters, alpha females, hardworking, and maybe even a little bit perfectionistic. But on the whole, they've applied their talents and skills to really make a difference. That was certainly my intention when working as a mechanical engineer and fluid dynamicist. In these episodes, you'll get a chance to hear about some fascinating innovations, but you're also likely to be inspired and uplifted by the personal stories and experiences of my amazing guests. So let's hear it from my STEM sister, an incredibly talented, esteemed woman, Ujals Chahal, a data scientist. My name is Ujwal. I'm a data scientist. I graduated from Imperial College London with Masters in Business Analytics, and I'm a Commonwealth Scholar from India. Back in India, I did software engineering. Well, it's amazing to meet you. And I'm a big fan of Imperial College, um, who are uh, backing my forthcoming book, which comes out in March, actually, uh, 2023. How was it? imperial yeah it was a life-changing experience actually i exposed to 85 nationalities in a single classroom it was quite intense but yeah challenges time make us more strong so that's why i learned a lot and it's not only about learning technology or learning the course which you are doing it's all about learning different cultures and how to mingle up with different a different personality different nationalities it's it's overall overall a unique experience i should say and that helped me a lot to boost my career and how have you applied what you studied at university to your career like what are you doing now yeah, so uh, I completed, as I told you, I did my master's in business analytics, that is from 2019 to 2020 cohort, and the course was ranked second in the world, and I got distinction. Uh, so after graduating from there, I was looking for openings overall in the IT sector and consulting firms and everywhere. But due to COVID, hiring was mostly freezed. So uh, luckily, I got a few interview calls, and I applied online through LinkedIn, as well as I took some help from the career team of Imperial College London. They were really helpful in uh, amending CVs and guiding all, all the students how we should perceive further. So yeah, I applied online and then I got a few interview calls. And based on that, I got one offer letter from Cognizant and they offered me a data scientist role. Uh, that's how I joined data scientist role in Cognizant. And what do you actually do? So uh, in terms of data science, it's like uh, if you if you ask me as a data scientist what my role should be and how I should go, so it depends on uh, form to form and project to project requirements vary. But basically, a data scientist means you can get data from any industry. It could be supply chain, it could be marketing, it could be financial, it could be workforce analytics. So any industry, you should have some data or uh, there are so many steps to process that data. Data cleaning, data mapping, data wrangling, data architecture. So there's a lot of backend work. It depends where you are. So I am at data scientist position. My role is when you have the data in hand, when you have the clean data, then you uh, then business people will come and ask you some questions. 
months like suppose i'll i'll put a case study here suppose there is a business which is running from last 10 years and in the last 2 years something happened that they are not progressing in a particular domain so the business stakeholder wants to ask me why is this happening i have this data from last 10 years can you help me resolve this problem and i'll tell him based on the previous previous data that i have in my hand by applying my knowledge like uh, we use different languages python r to visualize that data and then we have different models depending on the different industry like machine learning models i can predict what can happen in future and what has happened wrong previously why is his business not growing that well so it can be any industry so it is about solving the business problem using the technical uh, background and how we can make a difference in the world how we can improve overall business strategies and how we can improve our financial status of any firm so it can be anything which you want to tackle out suppose any small problem like why there are so many so many robbery things are going on these days in london why people people are uh, having uh, like why living cost is increasing so much so data analysis can be applied in any field right that is my ask based on the problem i apply some machine learning models and i predict and then i explain to the business people how we can solve that problem using our technology so that, this is what my basic role is it sounds very technical very mathematical there seems to be coding involved um yes. it sounds basically digital and the future is digital um exactly as a woman and a woman of maybe ethnic minority as we would consider in the uk what's right. that been like are you like heavily underrepresented it depends like i should say it's a mixed feeling sometimes you feel during your uh, working hours or wherever you are working like you are not being heard what you want to say but then there are people it's a mixed culture right so it's not like i'm working in an in an environment where i am underrepresented or like this i have equal rights i can speak about whatever i want and i can put my point forward but in terms of leadership and rising high like uh, going to the leadership position or if you want to make a difference really sometimes it is like you being cut down or your voice is not heard because you are at a junior level and they think like she is still learning or that kind of things happen and it's everywhere it's not like just for me but uh, if you say uh, like underrepresented i would not say underrepresented but yeah i mean not that much power has given to me that i can take my own decisions or if i want to change the way of working in few of the projects i can do it on my own no uh, there are two reasons for that one is maybe because they consider you are you are coming from that background second is maybe because uh, it is more male dominated society in uh, when you when you talk about it and data science data science is still like booming it's in the child phase right it's an infant in uk particularly in us it's growing very quickly but when we talk to about uk it's still in the child phase so i should say uh, like there are several factors which are responsible for this kind of environment and behavior and sometimes i face that but i have my own ways of tackling uh, these problems and i think i'm doing pretty well uh, in tackling all those uh, circumstances but yeah 
as you talk about digitalization i would like to highlight here as these days uh, our indian prime minister narendra modi has also suggested that digital transformation is the main main cause we want to work for and recently in g20 summit he gave the very first line that this is women empowerment and digital transformation is what we need to bring uh, the changes about and we we need to bring a change in the society actually it's all about mindset so i would like to say uh, we are progressing slowly but we will reach that point uh, days are not uh, that far i think we can if if more girls will come like me again and again they want to prove themselves and they want to do something away from their uh, hierarchy what their families have done like if i if i tell you about my my life or my journey like my parental uh, about my background and all so both my parents are uh, like humanitarians they did their literature studies so they they went to universities in india they are uh, very well educated both are teachers but they don't come from technical background i'm the only one in my family so i'm kind of a outlier and i find i found out my own way i have no back or no support like someone is pushing me or doing this work so in terms of when you are the only one who wants to fight for yourself it's become challenging sometimes but then there comes uh, there comes this point of perseverance that's what we call perseverance right if you can perceive through those circumstances it means you don't need anyone uh, for your support like you have enough within you that you can prove yourself and i i strongly believe in karma so if you do your work with your full will energy and power and positive attitude no one can stop you no one can stop you Why did you decide to persevere in data science? Okay, so this is very interesting question, and I would go back a little bit towards my educational background in this particular uh, thing. So uh, back in India, I'm a gold medalist from Punjab Technical University. I did my B Tech in Computer Science Engineering from Chandigarh. and then uh, my inclination was to do a masters abroad and i was looking for all all the sectors like which thing can offer me the best so uh, while doing this research doing some r&d talking to few of the colleagues talking to few of my senior uh, members whom i knew who were doing good in it and stuff but they were always like it industry is so 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 fast paced and it changes so quickly in terms of technical aspects if i talk about it is very uh, i mean no one can give you a one liner answer what you should do and where you should go right so you have to you have to put your own mindset i always wanted to do a mix of business and technology then i was looking for those courses which can offer me a good career after after graduating it's not about just doing a course and getting a degree it's about how you want to make a difference after doing that so i found out business analytics is a very booming field and then i did some research which courses ranked and which university i should target for so i was targeting mit which was in us and the course was ranked first in the world and then second was imperial college london that year 2019 to 20 their course was ranked second in the world so uh, unfortunately i missed the deadline of mit and then 
I applied to Imperial College London, and luckily I got. I was fortunate enough. I got an offer letter from there, along with full scholarship. I applied for Commonwealth scholarship, and uh, that's how I landed here. But my inclination behind choosing data science, my course was not core data science. This master's was a mix of uh, data and business. It was more towards business, but there were few modules which were particularly heavy in data science, like machine learning, advanced machine learning, and all those. As I come from computer science background, they were quite handy for me. Whereas uh, if I talk about financial analytics and all those modules, they were a bit bit tricky for me because I didn't come from finance background. So my inclination towards math since childhood, I was a distinction holder throughout my academic background. I was gold medalist and topper of each class, and my parents. Parents were also teachers, so they always pushed me towards uh, education, towards maths. And my mother is my mother's favorite subject is maths, so maybe that's why I am very good in maths. And my inclination was always towards maths, science, and all these subjects. That's how I landed in data science. Well, that is what say, I want to say. Yeah, I must say you sound so impressive and so um, clever. Um, Thank you. It's really, it's really inspiring to see a woman excelling in a field that tends to be quite male-dominated. The yeah. question I have for you is, um, how is it in reality being so smart and so good in a technical field and being in a male-dominated industry? Like, how do you generate respect and authority for yourself yeah i mean you asked me a very deep question thanks for asking i like sometimes we feel like someone that should be there to discuss all these things i think you should be somewhere in the like the head of all these organization where you can maintain equality and diversity i should say but yeah so uh, when you say male dominated society i mean it's it's all in the mind uh, my perspective of this thing is like it's all in the mind if you feel it you will feel it more and if you take it like it's okay they are also human beings and uh, like because they have not seen this exceptional or what you can say an outlier perspective of something which can be like someone can be unique and someone can stand equal to you as well uh, it doesn't matter which gender she is from like she or he is i mean it's uh, when you when you are talking about giving respect uh there are few things within the organization where i feel like more included like uh if i want to give you an example diversity and inclusion team is there so i contribute as much as i can to them and i i am very uh i mean i'm very keen about supporting humanities giving back to the society helping helping women education or uh, underprivileged people helping people who are disabled so that kind of thing i want to i i i try to volunteer as much as i can where i'm working right now but uh even even if you are standing out in those things very differently and everyone is having an eye on you like why is she so vibrant why is she going everywhere she is like she should be at one place and she should be like whatever we are telling her she just have to do that and keep silent few people think that way and which is i think it's not they are wrong 
it's about the environment they are bring up and brought up and they have worked so far so they have not seen that difference like they they i think they need some more examples we need some more girls to empower to reach at that level and uh, who can prove themselves so it's uh, when you say respect i think if you respect yourself then the whole world will respect you right and if it's it's in or in our own mind and in our own reason how we see things but it, as we are talking about male dominated society you said and how you how you perceive your where everyone is male and you are i i can give you an example there was a project and we were a team of around 50 people and there were only two females we both were from asian south asian background so i mean even when you dine in with them on a christmas eve or for a party you go somewhere you feel like yes you are working because that's the need of the hour and you want to upskill yourself you want to take your career ahead but there is a huge gender gap there is a huge gender gap and uh, i don't know how how we can encourage within uk europe and asian continent and everywhere this is a i mean high time to encourage women to enter into tech and to understand their value they they have equal mind even i should say they have better uh, manage management skills and even girls are more uh, tolerant when it comes to pressurized situation within it when you're working because in every field you have every kind of all kind of circumstances it's not like always a win win situation always you will be happy or you you have very like polite environment and very good so you will feel uh, you will feel any any kind of stresses any kind of uh, like maybe debates healthy debates and healthy debates in a work environment so we should we should make ourselves proud that we are equally capable of the other gender and we should not see ourselves as a like uh, what you can say as a slave of someone right we are not slave we are not dependent we are uh, we are uh, what you can say a force we have everything within us so that's how i think i i see things from my perspective asian parents do you tend to be quite pushy yeah um how have you managed that and uh what i hope that will lead on to as an answer is the other aspects of being a woman like motherhood and things like that so first first question like how have you managed pushy parents <laughs> assuming you had them <laughs> no actually uh, to be honest with you they always wanted me to grow uh i think there the pushy parents when we uh, when we talk about pushy parents i think this is the reason why we all south asian kids do so well as compared to other societies right i should i should not uh, we should not forget this fact it is because of those parents we are here if they were not there we might not have ended up where we are right but yeah there are two two ways of saying this one is when you let your kid to do whatever they want to do it comes from two things maybe you have abundance of wealth which makes your decision quite easy to take to right if your parents are pretty rich and wealthy asian you are coming from a rich asian family then they they will not push you because they already have a lot of business which you can contribute to and you need not to worry about your uh, bread basically right so 
these two factors are very important when we talk about all these things and i should say i don't come from a very very wealthy one neither i come from a below average right i come from a upper middle class so what happens is uh when i was i was doing so well into academics the reason was because both my parents are teachers and the environment of my home was quite towards education towards study always inclined towards uh, reading books or uh maybe doing something productive not wasting your time on movies and do, playing games i was never industri- interested on those even if you talk me talk to me today i have never seen i think i have never seen a movie in london i have never went to a theater i spend my time reading books i spend my time like researching about what other researchers are doing where we are heading where india is heading what g20 is going on so i it's it's it is like you develop all those things after a certain age and the experiences you have been through it, it is not like i was born with all this no i i i learned all this through the circumstances or the preparation or the books that i read throughout my life so when you say pushy parents i am thankful to them actually for being pushy in my case because they were pushy that's how i come here and that's how i landed in imperial and that's how i'm doing my job as a data scientist mm-hmm. i think their pushiness is something for the betterment of their kid they never pushed me to do something which i never wanted even i wanted to highlight one thing here while i came first time outside the country i was in uk and i got admitted in imperial college london and it was going so intense for me because i come from northern part of india and there the culture is quite mingling up very so very much socialized right but in when i when i landed in imperial it was bit different people were not that much socializing or mingling up with me they were like uh it's not anti social but it's bit lonely you can say so you are on your own and i felt a lot i once i still remember on a call with my mother i started crying and i was like i don't know whether i'll be able to sustain here or not on my own it's quite it's going quite rough for me heavy assignments every day 9 to 5 classes quizzes it's very heavy and i still remember what my mother said despite of being here on full scholarship and everything she said come back you need not to take that much pressure we don't want our kid to lose mental stability you can come back anytime so she is so polite and she is always ready to do something for me uh and my father was always like he was never to be honest with you he was never ready to let me go outside of the country because of the emotional attachment maybe we can say and second thing he always think like you're so bright you can do very well in india what is the need to go outside but my perspective of thinking was i need to explore i'm not going i don't want to leave the country it's not about like i don't like india or something else no india is a great country right we have so much to do over there but the thing is i want to look at the outer world if i remain in the same cage where i'm born and brought up how can i see the things outside of the world you need to get that like get out of your comfort zone to experience 
and that's what i faced a lot like i was on my own here i survived it was so difficult i even didn't know a single person in london it was a lonely hustle to find rooms rents and where to go what to do how to do overall a new environment new culture new study patterns everything was new but i thrived and now i'm that much capable like if you leave me in a desert i'll be happy to survive there on my own so that now that strength comes from this experience so that's that is what that is why i'm connecting the dots so if the parents are pushy that's why we are doing so well what's it like um being in the uk and let me just tell you what it's like for me sometimes when i'm amongst friends i describe my experience being in the uk i mean i was born and raised in the uk okay mm-hmm. so I, i don't know anywhere else i don't speak singalese my dad's from sri lanka my mum's from malaysia i don't speak malaysian i just speak english yeah um, but i have always felt growing up this is the analogy i use like a palm tree in the middle of hyde park where i have a beautiful environment to grow up in there's lots of rain there's really fertile soil you know it's it's beautiful it's luscious but fundamentally i feel like a misfit a mis mm-hmm. no i'm a tree but for some reason i just feel a bit different to the other trees around me you know that's been my experience um for you growing up in india and coming here to pursue your career what has that been like for you oh yeah you're right so i felt the same way as you are telling earlier during my student phase and but after getting the job i would say it's not the same now i'm feeling much more included in terms of family and friend circle i still miss my friends and family right they are not here but even if i think about going back to india they all have moved up like they they might have left for canada us most of my friends are like now in any other country like it's worldwide so uh, even if i go back to india i have to start my life from scratch right from zero so it's same for me at both the places only missing part is my family like i don't have my father mother or brother with me here and there i could have them that is the only only missing part otherwise i think i am more adaptable that's what i want to highlight here i don't have much problem to shift things uh, i think now i am still like a step ahead in this earlier i was uh, not i was like i left when i was 16 or 17 years old I started staying uh, away from my parents because I was doing my studies BTech and they were in a different hometown and I was in a different hometown though my brother was always with me that was a support for last 5 uh, 6 years and even when I came to London uh, he also came to do his masters here so that year he was with me but after that now I'm surviving on my own and I think yeah you're right you will not feel always included that's that's a fact that's that's true we can't deny that but for for career growth for progression and uh, if i think like in terms of my uh where i see myself 5 years or 6 years down the line so the exposure of this environment is must for that that is what i 
wanted to highlight or that is what i'm thinking right now in my mind i might go to us as well i don't know maybe i i'll apply for a phd or something that's a future plan so i might shift i might change the country again because now i'm adaptable to it i i built up a habit of surviving on my own again i would like to highlight i was not born with these qualities these all come from the experiences and i think we should also learn one thing earlier i was too much emotionally attached person i used to like if i'm talking to you i'll 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 get attached to you very easily and i'll i'll consider you as my best friend and i'll talk to you like i'll share everything with you but after so many experiences i learned there should not be any emotional attachment with anyone i mean in terms of your parents yeah you know them they are very they have like they bring us in uh, to you in this world and they have done so much for you that's okay but in terms of friendships and all i think we should be careful about it with whom we are getting emotionally attached otherwise it can sometimes give you emotional breakdown as well and that that really hampers your career growth or maybe sometimes in your in your personal life so uh, as you said like you are a palm tree and very beautiful everything is so good but you feel like bit alone that can happen anywhere even if you are you are in the same society like as you said you come from your dad comes from malaysia and your mother comes from sri lanka right that's what you mentioned way rounds okay we're around okay the yeah so it's something um i don't know whether it's the case now but yeah. um there was always this um stereotype that Asians want boys um boys are somehow uh more uh prioritized yeah prioritized and girls are somehow subordinate and the girls and women have this role to raise a family have children you know all of these cultural differences or maybe it's not cultural differences maybe that's just globally women are expected to have children um mm-hmm. how does that fit in with your plan um assuming that you have this conditioning in your mind given that you grew up in india yeah i mean it's not like they're not forcing me anything on this point it's my personal life i think i'm lucky enough and i thank god for this both my parents are educated and they're not forcing me it's my decision whom i have to choose and whom i have to reject and i already made several decisions like this before in my life on my own and i'm very proud of it what i have made i have made the decision so far and i think uh, it's it's not about what they think or what society thinks when you are so mature you have very good education and everything it's your personal decision right and even even in terms of so then sorry. in terms of in terms of personal decision um how do you see your life uh going in terms of trying to fit in everything that a woman could do the reason why i ask is because women in science and technical fields you know they can be brilliant like you extremely talented extremely smart 
so much opportunity for them. Yeah. But it can often mean that you're on this track, which mm-hmm. means you don't actually have the bandwidth to like become a mom, become a wife, become all these traditional roles. Like, how do you um, see all of that unfolding? Yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes it happens uh, with these challenging jobs and nine to five work schedules that we don't get that much time for for family culture or maybe finding someone right fit or like all those things. But they are same for everyone, right? I mean. You choose this field because you were inclined towards it. It's not like you choose this field that that's why you are becoming victim of other things, right? It was your personal choice to jump into this field. And I was already aware of all these, all these things before. Like if I'm jumping into this field, my life would be like that. And I'm still, I'm still on that track. I don't find it challenging, to be honest. For me, it's quite smooth. And I have time for everything which I want to give to. But it's again, my decision, my personal choice, whom I want to give to that time or not. But there is no problem in that in that sense. And uh, I would say it's again comes to management, how you manage things. So we all have 24 hours in a day. And I think I'm pretty good to manage all these things. Yeah. Wow. You so sound far. very uh, focused and very sure of your path. Um, uh, to be honest, uh, we should never stick to one path, I would say here. We should always keep ourselves open to everything, whatever is coming our way. But yeah, be mindful of what you are, whatever you want to choose. And also be mindful of the circumstances, what can happen once you choose that track. So I might not be 100% sure about something. But if I am, then I will do it with my whole heart. And I also want to do the next person to do the same way. Otherwise, there is no communication. So, uh, I mean, for me, as I already told you, wealth is not a perspective when, when it comes to personal decisions or stuff. I would choose someone who is wholeheartedly willing, even if I have nothing. And even if I have everything, then obviously every, everybody will talk to me. These days, I'm getting so many, so many messages. Earlier, I was the same girl. I was in India. I was at the same place. I knew those people earlier as well. But now they are reaching out to me. Why? Because of the success. So people salute your success. People don't like you, right? They like your success. They like your status. And you need to draw that line. You need to choose like who is really with you and who is just with you because of your status. So I would like to say this thing here as you are asking me a bit personal experiences and how you're tackling these things. So this is my criteria. Wealth is option. Yeah. Incredible. Well, you know, I do congratulate you on your successes. you sound extremely focused and very driven and ambitious, but in a way that does good for the world yeah, um, and contributes. And I find that really refreshing. Um, you're inspirational because uh, it's really, it's really uh, inspiring to be around someone who um, just wants to be the best version of themselves yeah um and so thank you for sharing your perspectives um because i think uh 
I certainly walk away from this conversation feeling empowered because you really uh, you have a perspective that's uh, extremely strong and resilient. So thank you. No, thank you so much for your time and thanks for inviting me for this. I am, I really appreciate your uh, questions and the way you asked me about my personal life and everything. I really feel lucky that I have someone who wants to listen to me. And thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews and the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube for my new series called Esteemed Women. It's all about self-discovery and self-evolution on innovation. So as always, be kind and loving to yourselves and I wish you all a great week.